welcome to episode 6 of 1 plus 1 makes 2. If you wonder what the definition of Avumba is, I'm not sure. It's just sort of like a tumultuous expression of joy, which is not unusual on this podcast because we have as our guest the mother of all mothers, the progenitor and provider for all us living creatures. Don't mean to interrupt, Bob, but that depends on whether you incorrigible humans will stop tampering with me. My thank you, Mother Nature, for your out-of-the-ordinary interruption. You'll be delighted to know that our listeners know attitudes must evolve just as physical attributes have evolved. And our attitude must be one of gratitude so that we give back to you, Mother Nature, as much as we take and rely on the transformation abilities of the cosmos to render that your and our and all our fellow species needs are met. Fine, Bob. Just keep in mind your human activities and behavior prevent me from giving you and your fellow species your needs. And I say this as Mother Nature, not as the foxy lady that you constantly are staring at during our sessions here in the studio. Yes, well, I've got a pair of mirrored uh, sunglasses that I can wear next week. Thank you. You know, Bob, the solution for maintaining our balance is so simple, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. It's like beating a dead horse. Well, Mother Nature, it's funny you should say the word dead because I wanted to discuss with you your opinion about this death thing that plagues all living organisms. How did this death thing ever come about? How and why did it evolve? Good question, Bob. Whether you're discussing something macro or micro regarding everything in this universe, big, small, in between, that cosmos dictates, demands, guarantees everything shall change. That's because there's so many variations of matter and energy and they keep bumping into each other. So that bumping around out there in the cosmos and here on my surface, within myself and within you, transforms our energies and our matter. Common sense tells you that death is a subheading under the main heading of change. So, in the words of Bugs Bunny, that's all, folks. Well, that makes things very simple for our listeners. But let me ask you, is there any chance that evolution has created an afterlife? Well, Bob, that's probably the most significant question you're ever going to ask me, whether we have 10 or 10,000 episodes of your little podcast. And let me just suggest to you that you use common sense 
to determine your own answer. If this helps you, remember that all life is based upon trillions of simple to complex chemical reactions, some of which generate electricity. Some enable mobility, motion, and others create thoughts. Well, that's your answer, but it's not the one I was hoping. I was hoping you would give us a little clarity. Mother Nature, you see, some humans feel that after we die, there's a, we all have a soul spirit that enables us to live in some way forever, while others believe the proverb, dust to dust. In other words, there's no afterlife. Sorry, buddy. Hey, speaking of change, how do you like my, my dress? You know, it's rather dark. It's like all this death we were talking about. <laughs> you know, I'm really enjoying this stint as a foxy lady, Bob. Buddy, darling, Bobby Beano. <laughs> Do you like my dress? It's really black. Since you told me we might be discussing death today, I thought I'd put on a nice black dress. Matter of fact, it's raven. It's as black as a raven. Why, I just figured it'll have you, raven. <laughs> and do you like the uh, spandex content of the uh, fabric here? Spandex is such a remarkable evolutionary development, don't you think, Bob? Yes, Mother Nature, it's a, uh, how else can I say this? It's extremely stimulating. What, uh, what exactly is it stimulating, Bob? Let's just leave it as stimulating, okay, Mother Nature? And did you notice it's got this little hoodie here? Let me put the little hoodie up over my hair here, my head. Now, what do you think? Well, I must say, you uh, you uh, do appear, it is similar to the Grim Re Reaper, however, uh, I don't think he was ever this uh, erotic. Uh, he, he just he just didn't come across the same as you are here. But let me ask you, like, what's that pole you got in your hand? What's that, what's that what's shining like that? What? My gosh. Are you, are, is that a, a scythe you have in your hand? Uh, uh, Mother Nature, you can't be the, the Grim Reaper, can you? Tell me you're, you're not the Grim Reaper. No, Bob, but I am dressed to kill, aren't I? <laughs> Here, let me see how this scythe works anyway. I'm going to have some fun with it. Is that a bust of um, Julius Caesar over there on the table there? Let me take a swipe at it. Off with your head, Julius! <laughs> well, Bobby Beano, you could probably shave your beard with this blade here. Wow, this thing is sharp. Let me take out a few candles on that candelabra over there. Wow, those are five stubby looking candles you got. <laughs> Mother Nature. Have you had enough fun now? Can can we just, here, just put that scythe down for just a moment and let's just talk a little more about, uh, uh, I think it's joke time. Yeah, 
That's what it is. It's joke time. Sure, Bob. While you're telling the jokes, I'm going to go outside and just swing the scythe around a while. This is really slick. You got any grain you need to harvest outside there? Got a little garden that needs a little cutting? Or how about we trim some of those bushes out there? Why, yes, Mother Nature. Just stay in the yard there, the fenced-in area over there. And, uh, you know, uh, don't go out on the sidewalk with that. That has a long reach to it. You've been thoroughly entertaining today. Unpredictable, scary as hell, but nonetheless entertaining. Well, listeners, Mother Nature's in her own way, has introduced Halloween a bit earlier this year. Oh my, here's Mother Nature's uh, coming back into the studio. Oh, you won't believe this. I was outside there just spinning around, having all sorts of fun, acting like a top. I got spinning so fast, the scythe just accidentally flew out of my hands and stuck in a tree nearby. Well... Next thing I know, I hear these sirens and see these blue lights and felt a little uncomfortable, so here I am, Bob. I just thought I'd come back inside. Oh, well, that's good, Mother Nature. Um, I'll make a note to check on my liability insurance in the morning. It's a good thing that you came back inside. Why, you can help me with my jokes now, yeah. Yes, you can help me with this first one. It's a knock-knock joke. Are you ready, Mother Nature? Yes, Bob. Knock-knock. Who's there? Control freak. Good. Okay, now you can say control freak. (laughs) Gotcha. Oh, Bob, you're just a typical male human. Always wanted to control woman. And nature, too. Now, Mother Nature, I'm not really like that. Let me just ask my listeners now. Um, listeners, why did a chicken go to a seance? I don't hear any answers. <laughs> I know, phone's not connected today. Um, answer, to get to the other side. <laughs> we try to include some of uh, our fellow offspring uh, in as many of these jokes as we can. So, um, a turtle was crossing the road when he was mugged by two snails. The police showed up a few minutes later and asked him to describe what happened. Well, the turtle said, I don't know, it happened so fast. (laughs) Bob, time is all relative. Okay, Mother Nature, I know, know. it was just a joke, okay? And since we were discussing death today, Why, here's an appropriate joke. These two hunters, while they were out in the woods, one of them collapsed, stopped breathing, and his eyes started to glaze over. His friend, panic-stricken, grabs a cell phone and calls 911. He tells the dispatcher, I think my friend is dead. What can I do? Well, the dispatcher said, Calm down, calm down. And first, let's make sure he's dead. Well, there was a silence. And after a few seconds, the dispatcher hears a shot. Bam! Then the hunter gets back on the phone and says, Now what? (laughs) Listeners, I've got a 
neighbor who's a state patrolman, and he was telling me this unbelievable, uh, well, let me just tell you, he was just cruising down the interstate, and this car goes speeding by him. Well, he puts on his siren, blue lights, and catches up alongside this speeding car and looks over and it's this little old lady that's knitting uh, while she's driving. And he says, he yelled out to her, pull over. And the, the lady yells back to him, car again. <laughs> now, sincerely, listeners, you know I, I like to not only give you some silly jokes, but some tips that will improve your life. So here's one now. Have children while your parents are young enough to take care of them. And here's a tip to those of you who enjoy a beach vacation by the ocean. Sharks will only attack you if you're wet. Now, before we go on to this week's contest, I've just got one more interesting serendipitous event that just happened to me last week while I was scanning the neighborhood for yard sales. I love yard sales. And I saw this one house with a sign out in front in its lawn that stated, Talking Dog for Sale. Well, that was a little strange. Never seen a sign like that. Never knew there was one. Talking dog. But hey, I started thinking, I mean, I've been very fortunate to interview Mother Nature. It would be really unique to interview a talking dog. Don't compare me, Mother Nature, foxy lady that I am, to a talking dog. Oh my gosh. Oh, you're right. Uh, I apologize. No disrespect here. It was a stupid idea to think that I should have a talking dog here on this in, in, in this podcast that would compare in even a smidgen of way to you, my dear Mother Nature. Now that's better, but do remember that Mother Nature rarely, very rarely, if at all, ever forgives. Yes, Mother Nature, indeed that is good to remember. <laughs> we'll just uh, eliminate, omit, we'll just expunge that thought out of my head. Now, if I might just complete this anecdote that I was sharing with our listeners. Sure, Bob, but be real careful, okay? Yes, Mother Nature, I hear you, I hear you. Okay, listeners, well, I stopped and uh, knocked on the door, and in a few moments, the uh, owner came to the door, opened it. I asked him if the talking dog was still for sale. He said yes. So he invited me in, and there in the middle of his living room, sitting on the carpet, was a, it looks like, it looked like a mixed breed of sorts, but there was the talking dog. I felt I should start the conversation. So I asked the dog, well, good to meet you. What, tell me, what have you been doing lately with your life? Well, in a rather husky voice, he said he had a very full life and he had lived in the Alps for a while, rescuing 
avalanche victims and, and served uh, the United States over in Iraq during the war. And uh, now he was spending his days, he said, reading to residents in a retirement home. Well, listeners, holy carumba. I was flabbergasted. I mean, I've never, I never, I never knew any dog could talk. Uh, and I felt so fortunate to be here conversing with a talking dog. So I asked the owner why on earth he wanted to get rid of such an incredible dog. The owner said, because he's a liar, why he never did any of that. Live for over four and a half billion years, and I have never, ever heard such a ridiculous story as that. Yes, but Mother Nature, it you know, it's uh, it's just a podcast, and you're still my buddy, aren't you? Maybe. And don't push it, Bob. <sighs> Whatever confounding mutation evolve your brain shall remain a cosmic mystery for eternity. Yes, well, I'm sorry, Mother Nature. Listeners, let's just get right into our contest now. First, we'll have Danny Breel, our producer and podcast technician, give an example of what a entry would might sound like. Play it, Danny. Listeners, that riff is so heavy, it took us t- over two hours to lift all the waveforms up to the microphone so that you could hear it. However, Danny, you're not eligible. And now we're going to introduce the real winner of Podcast 5. The winner is Mikey Smide of Columbus, GA. wondering why it truly is a winning riff. Well, we had our crack panel of judges required to read Poetry for Dummies, books one and two, so that their ability as judges is above average. And now, let me introduce this week's contest. Submit a poem of your own creation Yes, you must be the author. 
of 25 lines or less and send it, of course, to our email, which is one plus one makes two dot mn at gmail.com. Send in your entry by Sunday, October 17th, 11 hours, 59 minutes and 59 seconds p.m. Well, we always thank the people that make it matter, what makes it possible for this podcast. So thank you to Danny Briel for being our producer, technician, and lately he's been musical contributor. And of course, you, our listeners, we can't have this podcast without the support you have been giving us. However, I must confess that I can no longer finance this podcast by panhandling because everyone has switched to digital money. They no longer have any coins or bills to drop in my little tin cup. So I'm asking all of you, please go to GoFundMe on your computer and search for one plus one makes two by Bob Dow. 